Good afternoon, people of God. I come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I want to continue to talk about this messianic expectation or this hope that stemmed from having faith in Jesus the Christ. It tells us the roles or the prophecies that are concerning Jesus and the things that he going to accomplish as being the Christ. And to the, we have discussed this far about the role of high priest, how the high priest was anointed with oil and how Christ fulfilled that or Jesus fulfilled that. We have looked at the role of judge and how being poured, the spirit being poured on the individual and how that the judge was Christ supposed to bring judgment or judge the earth and all of us must stand before the judgment seat of Christ and even Jesus say these very words which he speak is will be the words that we will be judged by and he would not judge according to he would judge off what he hears which we know he hears from the Holy Spirit of the Father so then we continue to go on and we get into this this role as prophet, which a lot of people, a lot of people will accept that. Religious why Islam accepted, you know, he just a prophet and he may be a great prophet, but to them, Muhammad is their prophet. And we need to look and actually the scripture Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 and verse 18, which we have been quoting, which speak of this, this person to come. Is going to be the prophet that God sent. And every prophet is a shadow of that person. They actually look at that scripture as talking about Muhammad. Yeah, the, the Muslims that say that the Bible is corrupt. They use Deuteronomy 18 verse 15 and 18. And they say that these scriptures are not talking about Jesus. But are more talking about Muhammad. And they leave many, lead many astray. But what does the Bible say? First of all, let's read this scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 18 to recap on it. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. I'm going to read verse 18. And it reads this. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him you should you shall hearken. Verse 18 says, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto me, unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Verse 19. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not listen unto my words which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. So this individual will be a prophet like Moses and have that face-to-face, -face, that's what it means, that face-to-face -face relationship with God. The prophets that came after Moses didn't have that face-to-face -face relationship with God. They didn't have that. They received their words by visions, by different means, but they didn't hear from God how Moses heard from God face to face as a friend talked to another friend. He had that intimate, deep relationship form of communication towards God. 
Now you have generation after generation after generation that come up looking for the fulfillment of this scripture. To develop and you have all these different prophets arise after this. And the only thing they are pointing to is somebody greater in their future coming. They all pointed to another. They didn't point to themselves. They pointed to another to fulfill this scripture. So everybody was looking for this fulfillment and hope of this fulfillment. Everybody. So we continue generation after generation after generation all the way to a point in history where everything just changed. After the book of Malachi, which was stated to be the last canonized prophet, which means that he was the last prophet that is recognized in the Canaan. It was a 400 years of what scholars say this period of silence with which no prophet raised up declaring something that God is going to do in the future. Silence. But then all of a sudden you get this man to arise. Coming out the wilderness named John the Baptist. And John the Baptist started this stir. He started preaching in a powerful manner with the Holy Spirit upon him. He preaching with power, but he's not part of the other religious sect. He's not a Pharisee that believe in the oral traditions and the first by uh, the law and the prophets, our Old Testament and more uh, writings and believe in angel demons. He's not part of that religious group that is hip- hip- uh, hypocritical, according to Jesus. And he's not part of the Sadducee group which don't believe in the spirits, the angels, and only accept certain parts of the Old Testament, which was stated to be the rich group. He wasn't part of neither one of these groups, but he came preaching out of the wilderness. This man says something, and he calls the stir. And we go to John chapter 1, and we look at, starting at verse 19, and it say, and, and this is the record of John. When the Jews, this is the religious Jews, sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. He's not the Christ. And they asked him, who then are you? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you that prophet? And he answered, no. See, they were expecting the Christ. They separated the the Christ prophecies from this prophet prophecy. And they were expecting both. They didn't understand that they was the same person. But they also was Believing, they believed that Elijah was gonna come before the Christ comes. So when he, when, uh, uh, when John the Baptist out there preaching, they was expecting three different people to come: the Christ, the prophet, and Elijah. And then they were like, "Are you either one of these individuals?" 
because they was anticipation they they are coming because other prophets spoke of their coming. So when John the Baptist was like, no, there's a problem. Because if you none of these individuals, then who do you claim to be? If you're not part of our group and you're not either one of these individuals to come, then who are you? Because if you're not one of the people anticipated to come and you're not a prophet, then you are in breach of the law of God. And by breaching the law of God, you're supposed to be put to death because you're a false prophet. Who are you? So even in that, you can see that the people was anticipating this coming of the prophet in some way. If you turn, we're still in the gospel of John. If you look at John chapter 7, verse 40. And then the people, they just tell you the viewpoint of the people during that time, their anticipation they're anticipating the fulfillment of Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15, and 18. They say, many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is the prophet. That's how they respond to Jesus. When they seen all the supernatural miracles he was doing, they were like, of a truth, this is the prophet. And I only pointed that out to show you that these people was anticipating the coming of the prophet. Matter of fact, in verse 52 of that same chapter, they answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee arise no prophet. They was anticipating the prophet to come, but they could. it was hard for them to accept that Jesus is a prophet because of where he was from. It, according to them, it's no scripture that testified that a prophet was supposed to come out of Galilee. So in all of this, you see that the people was anticipating or looking for that fulfillment of Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15, and 18. But even though some people was looking for it to be fulfilled, they didn't know that it was being fulfilled right in front of them. Even though some did. Say for instance, if you go to Matthews, uh, Matthews chapter 14. Matthews chapter 14. And uh, you look at the Jesus had been doing so many miracles, but look at what these individuals saying about him. Matthew 14 verse 1. They say at that time. Herod the Tetra heard of the fame of Jesus. And said unto his servant. This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead. And therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. John was looked at as a prophet. Herod had not put John to death. He believed that Jesus was. It was crazy. He believed that Jesus was John the Baptist raised from the dead and John the Baptist came back as he raised from the dead doing supernatural works. He believed that Jesus was a prophet. If you look at Mark chapter 6, verse 14. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 starting at verse 14. And looking at the same thing, it said, and King Herod of him for his name was spread abroad. And he said, 
that John the Baptist was risen from the dead. And then you keep reading saying, therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. Others said that it is Elijah and others said that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets. Jesus did supernatural works to prove, to, to, to give people the faith that, that he uh, showed people that he is a prophet. Matter of fact, if you look at Matthew chapter 21, it was a widespread coming thing that Jesus was a, 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 uh, the prophet. Matthew chapter 21, verse 10 and 11. And you see, and when he was coming to Jerusalem, this is the triumphant injury. Jesus is coming on a donkey and everybody going before him praising. And then everybody, and it said, verse 10, and when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? Who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. It was a widespread thing. And you go down and drop to verse 46. It say, but when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. The people around, they was listening to Jesus because they had no come to the belief that Jesus was the prophet. The prophet that fulfilled Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15 and 18. Because they seen the supernatural things that he was doing, the miracles he was doing, and they looked at him as such. And the people that wanted to kill Jesus couldn't really get to him because if they was afraid, they hadn't already counted and believed that Jesus was a prophet. So if they were to try to touch them, then the people was going to kill them for trying to kill the prophet. Amazing. Matter of fact, if... Uh, not only do we stop there, but look at the after Jesus Christ death uh, on the cross or he being crucified. If you turn the scriptures to Luke chapter 24, verse 19, twitch, Luke chapter 24, verse 19. And Jesus, after he raised from the dead, he came to his two disciples who was who was depressed because they. They, Jesus had not been crucified, but they didn't know they were speaking to him because he hid that revelation from their sight. And verse 19, tell them their viewpoint. They say, and he said unto them, what things, what things happened in Jerusalem that made you sad? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. The disciples looked at him. It was a common thing for to acknowledge Jesus as a prophet. Right. So, and not only did the people around him look at him as a prophet, but then you can also look at what Jesus said to himself in multiple things in multiple scriptures concerning him being a prophet. If you look at uh Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13, and verse 31 through verse 35. Luke chapter 13, verse 31 through 35. It say this, the same day there came certain of the Pharisees saying unto him, get thee out and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. And he said unto them, go ye and tell that fox, behold, I cast out devils and I do cures today and tomorrow and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, 
I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. A prophet perish out of Jerusalem. And this wasn't the only time that he said something like that. If you look at Matthew chapter 13, 57, Mark chapter 6, verse 4, and Luke chapter 4, verse 24 through verse 27. Each time he indicate and show forth that he was a prophet. But then we go to John chapter 5, verse 46. John chapter 5, verse 46. And this way take a toll, right? I say, you say, Malcolm, but you, 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 you talking about Jesus being the prophet, a prophet. You quoted Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15 and verse 18. Understand all the people in Jerusalem, even John the Baptist, his disciples who were depressed and all the common people during that time. They looked at him and they was just saying he was a prophet. Right. That's what I'm telling you. But then I'm not saying he's just a prophet. I'm not telling you that. What I'm telling you is that prophet is a role and now nah, he ain't just a prophet. He is the prophet. If we read John chapter 5, verse 46, look at what he says about himself. It says, For had he believed Moses, had ye believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how should you believe my words? When did Moses write concerning Jesus? Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15, and 18. He is the fulfillment of that prophet. So when the other people are saying a prophet, a prophet, you have to understand these are people that didn't have a close relationship with Jesus. They can only testify of things that they see with the knowledge that, the, of, that they know, right? But they didn't have that close intimate relationship with Jesus. So they would say he was a prophet. But then when Jesus said that a prophet, a prophet, and he said, look, Moses wrote of me. He was telling people to look at what Moses said concerning him so they can believe that he is the one. Who is he? He is the prophet. And if you want to get more information about this, look at what Jesus said in comparison to other quote unquote prophets. If you look at Matthews chapter 11, no, Matthew, yeah, Matthews chapter 12, thinking verse like 39 through verse 42, you will see that Jesus said that he's greater than Jonah. Matter of fact, Matthew chapter 11, verse 9, he's greater than Jonah. And then if you look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 42. And then he say a greater than Solomon. And then you look at John chapter 4. When he was speaking to the Samaritan woman. He's greater than Jacob. If you're looking at John chapter 2. Or when he say he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Or you say what it's speaking about. One is greater than the temple. Or when you look at him say. So many things like Abraham before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is clearly the prophet, but he is greater than the other prophets. And not only that, he prophesied not about a person coming after him, but only false prophets and false Christ 
coming after him. If you look at Revelation chapter 19, 10, he is the exit of all and the source of all prophecies. Revelation chapter 19, 10. Oh, this is so amazing. If you look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 17, then you understand that Jesus asked them, who do you say I am? And they said, just they repeated all of the stuff that we already don't say in the scriptures. When they say you're a prophet, some say you're a Jeremiah, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're this, some say you're one of the, you're a great prophet, a prophet. They said all these things, right? And a lot of the people that have this, that have this viewpoint in the world today. Oh, Jesus is a great person. Jesus is a great man. He's a moral teacher. He's just a prophet. He's a prophet. All this type of thing. And they just get stuck there. But when Jesus heard this, he looked at his disciples and said, who do y'all say I am? He said, Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but Jesus' Father in heaven revealed that. So yes, he is a spoke person for the Father that sent him, but he's God in the flesh. He is greater than the other prophets. Matter of fact, you when we started, I had said something about in Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15, and 18, how this individual will have this face-to-face relationship with God, just like Moses did, this intimate relationship, all right? Well, if you turn your scriptures to John chapter 1, verse 1, and it tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Which this when it means the word was with God, that means the word had this face-to-face relationship with God. And not only had it face-to-face relationship with God, he himself is God. Oh, how that scripture is fulfilled in so many ways and even expanded. He's not just that, he's such more. If you turn to look at the apostles to, to, to show you how the apostles responded to this revelation concerning Jesus being the fulfillment of Deuteronomy 18, 15, and 18. You got to look at Acts chapter 3. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. Now, Jesus don't die. Jesus don't raise from the dead. Jesus don't send forth his Holy Spirit. He don't, the Holy Spirit don't seal the believers. The believers don't spoke in tongues. And now Peter is preaching. And as Peter is preaching, this is part of his sermon. In Acts chapter 3, verse 20, he starts out and say, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the, theme, the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. 
See, quoting Deuteronomy 18, verse 18 and 19. Verse 24, yeah, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God having raised up his son Jesus, since him to bless you and turn away every one of you from his iniquities. Jesus is the fulfillment of the scripture according to Peter. Amazing. Amazing. And then we go to Acts chapter 7, verse 37. And then Stephen say this. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me him shall you hear. This is he that which in the church and the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us, to whom our fathers would not obey but thrust him from them and in their hearts turned back. Again into Egypt, saying unto Aaron, Make us gods to go before us for as for this Moses which brought us out of the land of Egypt. We know not what is become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered sacrifice unto the idol and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to the worship of the host of heaven. As it is written in the book of the prophets of O you house of Israel, have you offered to me slain beasts and sacrifices by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? Yeah, you took up the tabernacle of Maluk and the star of your God, riffing figures which you made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tabernacle witness in the wilderness, as he have appointed speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought in which with Joshua into the possession of the Gentiles. Some of the scripture would say Jesus because Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua. Whom God drave out before the face of our fathers until the days of David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob, but Solomon built him a house. How bet the most high dwell not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, say the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? You stick deaf and uncircumcised and hardened ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your father did. So do you. Which of you which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed for before of the coming of the just one. Who is the just one? Or who is the holy one? That is Jesus. Of whom you have been now the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things and they their teeth were uh when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But being filled with 
but being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfast into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him in the wilderness laid their, their, cloths, their cloths at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So my brothers, my sisters in Christ, Jesus was prophesied about in Deuteronomy, or the Christ was prophesied about in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 and verse 18, by the mouth of Moses. Other prophets came after that prophesying about things or speaking about the things that were going to happen in their future concerning this person to fulfill that. And they told different things that was going to happen. But this same per this person as a prophet was also the Christ. And to the, the apostles, when they seen and they lived with Jesus, yes, it were many things that they were saying during that time. But people were saying concerning how they was taking who Jesus was. But it was the disciples, the apostles that Jesus really revealed himself to. And then he was telling them not to say certain things during this time while being here on earth. But Jesus died and raised him forth the Holy Spirit. And then they start proclaiming and showing how Jesus is the fulfillment of the things that happened before. So is this a fulfillment of Muhammad? No, absolutely not. This is a fulfillment of to Jesus. Jesus is that prophet. Jesus is the prophet. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus is the judge. And Jesus is the Christ. Jesus spoke and prophesied about things that happened in the future. And those things that he said have occurred, just like the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. But it's one thing that he prophesied about, and this is to be taken. Remember how we started, a true prophet, everything they say have to come to pass. The Bible bear witness to itself. If one thing don't happen that the prophets speak of, that person is not a true prophet. He's a false prophet. So being that Jesus is the fulfillment, he did signs and wonders to back up his claim. And he is the fulfillment of that. That means everything that he say have to happen. And one thing that he said that is going to happen is his return. He said he will return with the glory of the Father and with angels. And on that day, he will bring in judgment on those who do not obey the gospel and don't know God. And that day will be a fearful day because Psalms 2 painted a picture of it. It say, honor the son, lest he be angry. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. So men and women of God, people of faith and people that don't, uh, uh, have in doubt and do have not come to faith of believing in Jesus Christ. Uh, this is a warning. This is a word of encouragement. And this is a word of instructions. Repent and believe in the good news about Jesus Christ. If Jesus is that prophet, then everything he said must be true. 
And being that Jesus, God the Father raised him from the dead, everything he said had to be approved of. When Jesus said he is the son of God, he had to be that or he's not a prophet. He's not a good prophet. He's not that prophet. Everything fell apart. Being that he is a prophet, that means he has to be the son of God and he has to be God in the flesh and he has to always exist because as a prophet, he said these things and he spoke forth the word of God. Being that he's going to come back, God telling everybody to repent and believe in the good news because he is coming. Coming back. And what does all this mean to us? Men and women, if you are on the right side of God, that means you have encouragement and hope in what Jesus has said because he's the prophet, the spoke person of God. And then not only is that encouragement, but he's God in the flesh. And men and women, if you don't have a sincere relationship with this God, then you yourself have to turn around and surrender to him because he has promised judgment, which is going to carry out because he has said it. I pray. That this has been very informative to the mind. In the name of Jesus, amen.